Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 through 20 and it declares and says but when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me this is Paul talking in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles I did not immediately consult with anyone nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me but I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus and after three years help me Holy Ghost I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas was Paul or Peter and remained with him 15 days but I saw none of the other apostles everybody say no one except James the Lord's brother in what I am writing verse 20 to you before God I do not lie glory to God come on one more time put those hands together and on your way to your seat if you could just look at your neighbor and tell them be free come on be free be free look at somebody else give him a high five tell him God wants you to be free come up God wants you to be free this is uh, how many of you have been enjoying the be free series so far God has been blessing if you missed any of them go on go subscribe on YouTube and get caught up it's been exciting we're going line upon line through the book of Galatians and uh, you know I thought we were gonna finish chapter one this week uh, but we're still in chapter one and we got one more week uh, before we're out of chapter one. But my goal and my hope is that you're able to look at this book and never see it the same way again. And not only will you understand the historicity that is behind it, but you'll also be able to know uh, and grab some practical application and uh, find out how it's relevant to your life as the Apostle Paul is speaking to the church at ancient Anatolia, as we said, which is modern, uh, modern Turkey in, in, in our day and age. And he's sharing with them about his desire for them to be able to be free. One more time, say be free. Because his desire is for them to walk in freedom as opposed to the desire of Judaizers uh, and, and individuals who we have dubbed as freedom thieves, uh, whose desire is to bring them back into bondage even after they have experienced the life-changing power of Jesus. And so our desire is to bring this to you because we believe that many of you, you have shown up here today in a place of bondage and God desires for you to be free. And bondage comes in many forms, many shapes, many sizes. And the, act, uh, the fact of the matter is that it's God's desire for you to have freedom. Does anybody believe that this morning? Come on, give God some praise if you believe that. I know there's something whispering in your ear. I remember there's stuff whispering in your ear. I was making, uh, well, I'm not even going to go there. Telling you no, but it's telling you no. You can't, you can't have it. No, you don't deserve it. Don't you know what you did? Don't you know how bad it was? The devil is a liar. God, God still wants you to be free. Praise the Lord. Well, listen, for part seven, I want to jump in. Uh, as you know, where we, where we are in the, in the passage. But before I, I, I get into the text, I just want to talk about it, man. You know, as men... And as Merv was kind of sharing a little bit uh, earlier, as men, we don't like to, we, we don't like to follow instructions. This is why I'm just going to be honest. I'm not punking men. I'm just saying like, 
Guys are usually the ones that, when we open up something in a box, right? We're like, who needs instructions? And we're going to sit there and we're going to use the intuition that we have and the, 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 the innovation that we have and we're going to try and figure it out. And even if it don't come out like what the picture is on the front of the box, we're going to be like, this is amazing. <laughs> and that's just the way that we are because in most cases, we are okay with winging it. There's just something in us that likes to build and something in us that, and, you know, and the amazing thing is my wife, she'll usually be standing off at the side looking at me like, babe, have you followed the instructions? And she'll be seeing me having problems and I'm like, yo fam, I got it, B. She's like, no babe, you, there, there's instructions for a reason. She doesn't talk like that, I promise, but. Just maybe in my head, that's how I hear it, I don't know. But she's usually encouraging me, and this is the thing, we just like to wait. I'll never forget, man, you know, when we were in the movie theater and I was putting up uh, a baby change table for the parent lounge, uh, you know, out, out now it's out the door to the right but there was a parent lounge and I remember I spent this time putting it together and once I I think I looked at the instruction one time and then once I looked at the instructions one time and I figured out like the gist I was like man bun this and I just said okay I'm just gonna put this stuff together so I'm putting it together I'm putting it together putting it together and then at the end of it I realized that there were still some pieces left out and I'm like man where did those go? And then I went and back, look, went and looked back at the instructions. Somebody sees where I'm going. And I realized that those pieces, watch this, because I took them and I'm like, maybe I can go and put them back now that, you know, it's all said and done. You think the man could go and put them back? No. Why? Because I needed to put them in there during the process. Oh, my. But I would not have known that because I was winging it. Instead of following the instructions that the manufacturer had put out there, I decided that I was going to wing it. And consequently, there were things that were left over. Don't that sound like a lot of our lives today? There's stuff, there, there are things that we could be experiencing. Come on. But we're going through life winging it. We're going through life just saying, who needs the instructions? So look, it's imperative for us to understand this because I believe as it pertains to freedom... If you're going to be free, freedom happens, freedom happens intentionally. Ah. You don't, look, 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 you don't stumble into freedom. Freedom is a choice. And the level, the level, the magnanimity of the freedom that you experience is determined by your willingness to be intentional and your willingness to make the decision to follow the instructions. And no, I'm not talking about legalism. I'm not talking about living life to the letter and tricking off every box and all this. I'm not even talking about that. But I'm talking about living a life of purpose on purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and there's some of you, you're wondering, you're saying, why is it that there are a lot of things that aren't working? Why is it that I end up with leftover pieces in the box? And then when I try to go and put them in, they don't fit properly. I know I'm talking to somebody this morning. And it's God's like, look, because you were supposed to put them in earlier in the process. But because we oftentimes are winging it, that's why we miss what's going on. I love this. You're wondering, what does this have to do with anything? Well, the Apostle Paul, after he admonishes the church and rebukes them, the church at Galatia, as he rebukes them as it pertains to the fact that after they heard about the freedom and the love of God, 
that they decided that they were going to go to bondage of freedom thieves who were trying to pull them back into legalism. And after this, we find in the context that he goes on and he says of himself, he says, this gospel that I'm preaching is not man's gospel. It's not something that I got from man. It wasn't something that was made up. I had a direct encounter and revelation with Jesus. So powerful, so powerful. And so he goes on. And today he talks, he, he continues to unpack it. And I thought maybe I could have just jumbled this all together last week in the talk. But no, I'm like, you know what? We got to actually continue to unpack there because there's some nuggets in the rest of this pericope that I believe that we can grab out and we can put to practice before we bring the chapter to, to a conclusion. So here it is. Verse 15. Watch. It says... But when he who had set me apart, so this is him further standing and, and uh, putting himself out there, making it clear that he is a true apostle, that he received his calling the same way that the other apostles received their calling. The other 12, he was not just a side apostle. He was one that had an encounter with Jesus and received his command from Christ the same way that the other apostles did. And look here, here in the passage in verse 15. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with anyone. Now, I love this. Notice what he says. And sometimes we like to skip over these things to get to the broader theme. But I believe that God writes with specificity because he wants us to grab things out of it that are imperative and vital for our success. And in this context, our freedom. Everybody say freedom. freedom. Notice, note this. He starts by saying that God who set him apart before here it is who set him apart before he was born and called him by his grace he's making it clear that the call that god has on his life did not start at this point uh, but god 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 had a call and a plan for his life before he even got here I hear the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Write it down and check it out later. I encourage you to take notes, especially if you're going to be a part of life groups this week. Note this. He says, before you were formed in the belly, God tells Jeremiah, I knew you. I knew you before you were formed in the belly. Come on. And, and I ordained you to be a prophet. God had called Jeremiah to be a prophet just as he called Paul to be an apostle. And he's making it clear that there was a plan in place before he got here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so Paul saying yes to God and Paul having this encounter and this revelation of Jesus was not the starting point. Come on. There was already something in place before he showed up. And I just want to encourage somebody to understand today that even if you're now coming into your calling or if you don't know it yet and you feel like you are purposeless, I showed up right here to let you know from in my hood in Malvern to tell about 10 of y'all to understand that God has a purpose and a plan for your life don't matter what they told you don't matter what they said about you all of that is a part of the purpose as well because God specializes in showing naysayers come on somebody that he is greater than their naysaying I wonder if it's about five or six people in this place that can give God praise because he thought of you before you even showed up
Can I give you point number one? Watch this, watch this. I want you to get this. I want you to take it and I want you to receive this. Here it is, point number one. Here it is. God isn't winging it with your life. Oh, that's good enough to preach to your neighbor. Y'all weren't even as excited as I needed you to be. I want you to put some caffeine in that voice. Look at your neighbor, give him a high five. Tell him, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. God ain't winging it with your life. God is not winging it with your life. Some of you, I just want, came to preach hope in somebody today because you've been going through your life and you're like, man, the stuff that I'm going through right now, God couldn't love me. Maybe I'm the only one that's ever been there. The stuff that I'm going through right now, it doesn't make any sense and you're scrambling and you're struggling and you're trying to figure stuff out and you're trying to wing it and do it and I'm here to tell you that God is not winging it with your life. There is purpose on your life. Come on, before before you showed up in the earth God had a call on you this ain't just some feel-good stuff come on I'm not telling you that God has a purpose for you to just live in a titillated place and pleasurable and selfish that's not the point of what I'm saying but I'm here to tell you that there is a purpose come on that there is a plan for your life before you showed up no matter what anybody says and God is not winging it so neither should you somebody give the Lord praise in this place I love scriptures. I want you to write this down. Keep your finger in Galatians chapter 1. And I want you to turn to the book of Psalms. There's some great nuggets in therein that I think are impactful for us. Just so you understand this, if you think God is winging it, here it is. Psalms chapter 37. And I want to look at verse 23 and 24. Psalm chapter 37, verse 23 and 24. What book did I say? Psalms and it's going to be up on the screen for you here it is and I'm going to read it for the sake of time the Bible says in verse 23 it says the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way though he fall he shall not be cast headlong for the Lord upholds his hand Oh, here it is. The, the steps of a man are established by the Lord. When it is that we put our hand in the hand of the Lord, when we delight ourselves in his way, in his instruction, this is why I'm getting ready at the end of this message to invite somebody here to give your life to the Lord if you have never done so. He is the creator of all things. He is the creator of you. And some of you, you have put trust and faith in Jesus, but you're still going through life winging it. When God, the Bible says, has put steps and ordered them for you. He's, he has steps in front of you for you to be able to walk out your purpose. And as you follow him, these steps get clearer and clearer. And I love it because he says in the text, he says, Though he falls, he shall not be cast headlong. Watch this. For the Lord upholds his hand. So even when I fall, that's still a part of the plan. Come on, somebody. Somebody, you think you messed your way up out of your purpose. But I showed up to let you know that even your mess ups are not greater than the sovereignty and the purpose of God. Somebody ought to run around this place. I just threw you a hope line right there because you need to understand that your mess and your muck and the stuff that you did that you don't want to tell anybody about. Even that. Can I just testify? Because I, maybe I'm the only one that's ever been there where you felt you were disqualified. But I'm here to tell the person that feels that way. Here's another one for you. Romans 8, 28. 
28 for we know that all things come on somebody shout all things all things work together for good come on to them who love the lord and are the called according to his purpose god ain't winging it with your life and so all things even the bad things come on because we only think about the good stuff but even the bad things can work together for good and god can turn it around and make something amazing so that people will taste and see that the lord is good if you believe it you ought to give god praise in that moment I love it. I love it. I mean, the, the creativity of our God, the fact that he created everything as the Latin would say, ex nihilo, meaning out of nothing in the beginning, you know, God created the heavens and the earth. He, he has this ability to be able to create amazing things out of nothing. Come on, because he is the beginning and the end. Darkness was on the face of the deep. If you go read Genesis chapter one, it's powerful. But God, but God says, let there be. And there was he creates things out of nothing. Some of you, the reason why you feel purposeless is because of what you don't have. Oh my God. But you serve a God who created everything out of nothing. Come on. So God can do incredible things when your bank account is on zero. I wonder if it's about 25 people in here today that understand that sometimes God, the stuff you need in your life, God will skip the money. God don't even need the money to bless your socks up. Sometimes you think it's based on the size of your bank account. No, baby. It's based on the size of your God. And if you can put your five loaves and two... I wonder if I have any Bible readers. Your five loaves and two fish in his hand. Watch him mess around and bless your socks off and 5,000 other people. Divine design as it's called. People who don't think, who think that we just happened upon everything, that this is just all some random bang, you know. And the fact of the matter is that no, this is divine design, you know. As I'm looking, as I'm looking at my wife, there's no way that that we just happened upon that beauty. Come on, somebody. It didn't just happen like that. that you know, when we look at the intricacy of your of your uh, your respiratory system. Come on, somebody. When we look at the intricacy of your eyeball, I'm talking to all y'all now, like think about it, the, the, the way that it's able to be held in place the way that it is and then what it is, even the greatest and most expensive cameras cannot duplicate or replicate what it is that happens in your eyeball. And you have the nerve, the unmitigated gall, the audacity to look at me and tell me that we happened upon all of this. That's like telling me that a car is driving 100 miles an hour, a Corvette. Let's pick a Corvette. And the Corvette slams into a brick wall. I don't know where the brick wall came from, but it slammed into a brick wall. And out of that explosion comes a 15-bedroom house with each house and each room, rather, in the house being painted a different color. And in, the, in each of the rooms has a different size flat screen TV, which is a system in and of itself, that is there on the wall. Who's with me this morning? And then on that, the roof is a different color and all that. Out of, you mean to tell me that we are in a position where people will think that all of this amazing stuff will be placed. Oh my God. D'Angelo, when I look at his face right now and that beard on his chin, fam. I love you, bro. I'm secure. I'm secure. 
Even though the man them are trying to grow a beard like that one day. How can I look at his face and think that this is just all happenstance? I'm here to tell you, no, 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 this is the point. Don't miss my point. That we have a God who divinely designed and created. And yes, things are marred by the stain of sin. But we still see the fingerprint of God on the faces and the lives. I wonder if there's anybody in this place. We still see the fingerprint of God on the lives. I wonder if there's anyone that still sees he's Jehovah Jireh. He's still providing despite the fact that poverty is in the land we serve a God who is able to provide I feel this thing deep down in my soul in the midst of poverty I wonder if there's anybody who knows that even though we are our humanity is marred is marred by the stain of sin that we still see Jehovah Rapha present in our midst where there's still bodies getting healed there's still minds getting restored is he a mind regulator for anybody we see the divine design and touch of the lord on each and everything and for those of you that are getting ready to go into 2020 i said this i mean i, I want you to understand if what happened in your past was greater than you it would have killed you uh, that's a word for somebody I mean some of y'all you're still talking about your past and you're still talking about your past and there's only one of you that's still alive the past is done the past is over with come on you are still alive and if you're in Christ you're a new creature come on oh my all things are I just feel this preach on me today all things are passed away I don't care what you did and all things become new and God can take all of that created into something amazing are you with me think about it there's no way we can look at our circulatory system how all this works and think that it just happened I mean I think I think it takes more faith to be an atheist than a believer a lie it takes more faith to be in a position where you think this all just happened when there's nothing in your life right now that you have or wear or watch that was not created by, okay. So look, can I go further in the text? Galatians chapter one, let's go back. So he says, I love it. He says, but when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the, the Gentiles. I love it because he says that he, re, he reiterates this because earlier in the text, help me preach this, Lord. He says that he in verse 12, he received the gospel and was taught it through a revelation. One more time, say revelation. revelation. A revelation or a revealing of Jesus Christ. As we know in Acts chapter 9, I told you to go read it. I hope you read it. Uh, if you didn't read it, write it down and go write it again. Paul's conversion story. And he talks about the fact that he, his story is that he was headed in the wrong direction. God licks him off his high horse. And then he reveals himself in that moment to him when he was on his way to do foolishness, to bind people who were calling on the name of Christ and take them to be murdered. And so God reveals himself to him in that moment. And it's powerful because he says, he set me apart before I was born going on and he called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son to me. I love it. This is one of the reasons why we know that God is real and he's not winging it with our lives. Because, watch this, God reveals himself to us. 
So look, 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 look. If it was just that I was sitting here just pie in the sky, not having any form of understanding or just believing the word, for example, of one person who went into the bushes someplace and received some golden tablets or, or received some sort of... No, if, there was, if it was something like that, then I understand why you would have doubts. But it's incredible because Jesus reveals himself. God reveals himself to mankind. He didn't need a prophet, just a prophet. But the incredible thing is that we find that the Bible makes it clear that God reveals himself to us in the person of Christ. So he literally puts on flesh and comes to our rescue. Amen. And so look, this is what I want you to understand because it's not just in the person of Christ, even though that's the ultimate form of revelation that we receive from God, of God revealing himself to us as the Bible makes it clear. But there are other ways in which God reveals himself to us. And this is important for you. Are you ready? Here it is. Point number two. It's going to be on the screen for you. Point number two. Pay attention to God's revelations and walk therein. Let me say it again. Pay attention to God's revelations and walk therein. Keep that up there for me for a moment. So watch this. There are, here it is. There are two forms of revelation. First, let me define revelation. Revelation is the divine or supernatural disclosure to humans of something relating to human existence or the world. So it's a supernatural. In other words, it's otherworldly. It's out of this world. It's a disclosure or a sharing of something. It's a dissemination of information or a person to humans of something relating to human existence or the world. So things that are related to us. And things about how we are and what we're supposed to walk out. And here it is. There are two forms. Everybody say two forms. Two forms of revelation. The first is general revelation. Everybody say general revelation. General revelation would be uh, how God has revealed himself. We could summarize it. The revel of revelation of God to all people. Everybody say all people. So there are ways that God has revealed himself to all of us that when it is that we investigate in a general fashion that unless your heart is just completely hardened that you are going to ignore that indeed this is God. Here it is. Psalms chapter 19 verse 1 through 4. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Are you hearing it? It says, day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through how much of the earth? All the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun. So the first form of revelation is general. And this is especially how God speaks in creation, in nature. This is why I'm talking to you and I'm saying, hey, look at the eyeball. Look at the intricacy of every system in your body. The fact that you are able to, I'm able to stand here and preach vocal cords, a voice box, the brain and how it is that it functions and all of these things. There is, when we study these things, when we look at the trees, when we look at animals, when we look, are you with me? Amen. 
When we see all of these things, these are general revelations. So my Bible says, the heavens declare the glory of God. When you look at the sky, God has designed these things not just for us to enjoy them, but also to testify and reveal his goodness to the world. So when somebody asks you, man, how do you believe that God exists? You look around. To be like, be like, look around. Look at this. Look at all this. Tell them, go look in the mirror. And it don't matter what you're going through. That has to do with sin and the fact and this is why we need saving. But it does not change the fact that you were made imago Dei or in the image of God. And God has, God has revealed himself and continues to do so. And if we open our eyes and we open our minds, we can see his goodness and his glory among us. Are you with me? In fact, I love what the book of Romans says. And you can go to the scriptures now. But Romans chapter 1 verse 20. I love the Bible, how it says this. It's so powerful as it pertains. Romans chapter 1 verse 20. And I'm going to read this. It says, for his invisible and in fact you know what? i'm going to read from verse uh from verse 19 for what can be known about god is plain to them because god has shown it to them and romans chapter 1 verse 20 for his invisible attributes namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world isn't the Bible good in the things that have been made so that we so that they are without excuse so when people even when people come to the end of life and they're like man I don't, this is why the Bible says the fool says in their heart that there is no God because even just from general revelation I haven't even got to the next form of revelation but in general revelation, God has revealed himself to us and to the world and makes it clear through creation that his power is here. Amen. That his creative power is here and that he's in a creating and that he is a, a loving God. We see this just by looking at creation and seeing it in nature. It says his invisible attributes are made clear in a general fashion. Are you still with me? Amen. Turning back to Galatians chapter 1. I want you to understand this. So there's not just general revelation, but there's also special revelation. Can I just teach a little bit this morning? Somebody say special revelation. So general revelation is God's revelation to all, especially true creation. Special revelation is God's revelation, watch this, of himself in special forms to certain people groups, to certain individuals. And this is powerful stuff because it doesn't, he doesn't just leave you in a general sense because some people, they are, we are in a place where we are agnostic or we say, oh, maybe there is a God based upon what I see around me, you know, and, and then some people will become pantheists and say, well, God is everything and everything is God no we're not teaching pantheism we're saying that God reveals himself but we're not saying God is everything Amen. right and then now watch this but God doesn't leave us in to be in an agnostic place where he, he goes on and he gives us special revelation Amen. one more time say special revelation I love it I love it watch this i.e. i.e. examples and this is why I told you pay attention to God's revelations and walk therein he gives us dreams he gives us visions some of you you've been having recurring dreams some of you in this place and it's like god will reveal himself to us will speak to us oftentimes he'll even save people there are muslims there are hindus if you go and look it up 
You will see their testimonies about how they would have dreams about Jesus. Or they would have, and they never even heard of him. Because people say, what about countries where, you know, because based upon where you're born, that's going to determine the type of religion. And yes, there are some religions that are more uh, dominant in certain regions and places. However, how many of you know that the gospel is going to reach to all the world? Come on. And it isn't just happen through us showing up and preaching with our mouths, but sometimes God will skip a man. And he'll send dreams and he'll give visions and he'll reveal himself and there are many of you God has been speaking to you if you're not even saved there are some of you you've been having dreams and you've been seeing things that may be putting you in a fearful place some of you about the end of your life and you're wondering you're like man you see destruction and oftentimes God will allow these things to happen and show us these things and reveal himself as the one who can take the end of your life ending in destruction and bring it to a place of destiny and purpose eternally in his presence forever and ever so there's special revelation there's special revelation even prophecy where God will give a man of God or a woman of God specific words in the Bible obviously there are prophets that are canonical meaning that they were they were included in the canon of scripture because God established his written word through them but in the New Testament and in our day and time, God, as we see throughout scripture, there were prophetess and they were prophets. And the Bible declares that in these last days, your sons and your daughters, they will prophesy. Your old men and old women that they will dream dreams. I'm not making this stuff up. This is Joel 2, 28 and 29. So these are ways that God will often reveal himself to us. Are you still with me? Yes. Special revelation. And even as I talk about prophecy, I want you to understand because now we live in a day and age where people think that they are, when they're prophets, that they're in the same category as the prophets of the Bible. No, 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 baby. You are not a canonical prophet. You're not the same as Elijah. You're not the same as Jeremiah. God used them to establish the word. And 1 Corinthians 14 lets us know that we, this is why when we speak and when people prophesy or declare the word, the Bible makes it clear that you're supposed to judge what is said. And ultimately, you need to make sure that it lines up, that their word lines up with this word. And a lot of us, we take what people say and the promises that we make and they be contradicting scripture. I know I'm not by myself here this morning. And they be saying all sorts of outlandish stuff that don't line up with the Bible. And we take it and run with it as opposed to being like the Bereans who are so focused on making sure that what is said is lined up with God's word that they focus therein. So God does reveal himself through prophets, but it does need to be lined up with his word. I love it because, he, you know, there are appearances of God, just like with Paul. And like I told you, Jesus will show up to people. And no, I'm not. To, there's weird people on YouTube that will tell you if you just read their book that on the seventh day you're going to see Jesus. No, I'm not talking about that stuff. But I'm talking about how Jesus will oftentimes reveal himself and show up to people if that's what's necessary for their conversion. Amen. Are you with me? special special revelation and i love it because as i told you you know in write this down hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 through 3 that an old god revealed himself especially through prophets but in this time bible says that the greatest revelation is when he revealed himself to us through his son jesus christ and so in, what a great i mean don't you think that that's an incredible god he didn't just he could have stayed up there and sent an angel 
He could have stayed up there and sent some, some figure, or just a, 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 a fake figure. But I love the fact that we serve Emmanuel. Who, which, need, which means God with us that when he saw that we were sinking deep in sin far from a peaceful shore when he saw that we were headed to hell he says you know what I'm not going to leave you by my, yourself but I'm going to be a good father I'm going to put on flesh and I'm going to come down and dwell among you and live perfectly because you can't and die for your sins and rise from dead mirac death miraculously because I want to give you a special revelation I'll never forget, I'm almost done, you know, I, you know, just thinking about this, it's just, it's just so, so important for us to understand about revelation. We, we've got to be to the place where we see, where we see, where we hear God's revelation and that we, we walk in it, that we don't just let him waste his words, that we don't let this be wasted. You know why I love the Bible? I tell people all the time, you might be hearing this for the first time. There are a lot of religions, somebody, one person wrote this thing. One person will write a thing. One person had a revelation and God showed me and, and tons of people follow him. This book was written by over 40 different authors. Amen. Many never physically meeting one another. Amen. Yet over a 1600 year period of time wrote in perfect harmony with one another. On three continents. Watch this. Asia, yes, Africa, and Europe. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And we still have it preserved. And we even have more copies of the New Testament. And people say, oh, what's the matter? You guys got all these copies. Where's the original? There are, you know how many, you know how many authors we hold their writings as valid? And we have less copies of their writings than we do the New Testament. And we don't argue about their validity. But because this is the word of God and mankind just want to naturally reject. Come on, what God has put out there, we will reject. How many of you know? that the bible is trustworthy yeah. i'm making sport this morning man and so i'm almost done but i want you to understand this watch this and then i'm going to close here we go bible says in verse 16 in terms of revelation god ain't winging it with your life and you got to pay attention to the revelation of the lord and this is as a result of the revelation that paul received bible says in order that he might preach to the gentiles so he had this call that was especially different because the other guys were all about preaching to Jews. And so he has a different call than their call. And so he's looking like, man, this is different. And look at what it says. It says, I did not immediately consult with anyone. He says, I didn't immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, everybody say three years. I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas or Peter and rem remained with him for 15 days. This is the first time he's meeting Peter. Look, when we think about the Apostle Paul getting saved and converted, we usually think that after he starts his preaching ministry, obviously he has an encounter with Ananias. He goes and he meets him and the scales fall off his eyes and he gets baptized and all this wonderful stuff happens. But then look, we think that he just went and hung out with the mandem with the other apostles and then they just did their thing and went on. Bible says it wasn't even until after three years that he went and made it known to the rest of the apostles. In other words, the authority and the gospel he taught, he didn't learn it from going and hanging with the apostles. But he's saying, I got it through Christ. And watch this, by it saying that he did not go and watch, here it is in the text, was pleased to reveal himself to me in verse 16 in order that I might preach, I did not immediately consult. In other words, can I give you point number three? I got two more, this and one more and we're done. You don't need man's validation 
to walk in God's calling. Oh my. Look, 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 look. So look, he's like, the encounter I had with God was so real. The calling that he put on my life was so real that I don't need somebody to pat me on the back to, for me to determine that I'm going to go out and walk in what God has called me to. Paul had already been preaching, come on, before he even showed up and got validation or pat on the back from Cephas and then the rest of the apostles or Peter and the rest of the apostles because he didn't need a pat on the back. He didn't need a title. He didn't need an official position. Come on, because when it's on you, when it's on you, it's on you. And you don't need the validation of somebody else. I'm not talking about, re uh, about rebellion. I'm not talking about when you're submitted to godly leadership that you're like, mm -hmm, I don't need nobody to tell me nothing. And you walk away and go and do stuff. And I'm called to ministry and I'm going to go do whatever I want without the, without the support of godly leadership. I'm not talking about that. But what I'm saying is that there are many of us who you're waiting for a position you're waiting for a title you're waiting for dad to tell you those things that you wish that he said to you and he's never gonna say them and you I just want to talk to somebody this morning you need to get to the place where if God has truly called you you get your tail up wake the faith up get off your blessed assurance and walk out what God has called you to he's like I don't need a pat on the back I don't need this validation in order. And you know, even at church, my wife and I, we always say we, we are in a position where we wait. We, we, we see people doing stuff before we even appoint anybody. If you are just waiting for a position or a title to start. Uh, listen, man, I will preach to a water fountain and expect for wine to show, to show up. Because you don't, you can't pay me to preach. Come on, somebody. You can't, you can't force me to preach. It's just, there's just something on the inside of me. The, the encounter that I had with Jesus, I don't have the time to talk about it. It was so real. I wonder if I'm the, if I'm not the only one in this place. The encounter I had and the call that he put on me was so strong that it don't matter what you say about me. Don't matter how much screw faces you give me. I'm still going to preach because it's a call on my life. Jeremiah, he was with the priest Pashar, and I know I pronounce it incorrectly, uh, but Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 1 through 9, and the Bible says he gave him a prophecy. Jeremiah the prophet, who I talked to you about earlier, he gave the, he gave the priest a prophecy, and the prophecy that he gave him, he didn't like that prophecy. And so the, the priest beat him, and the priest uh, imprisoned him, and then he ends up bringing him back, and Jeremiah is like, yo, you're a waste, dude. And the same stuff that I said before, guess what? It's going to come back, and it's going to even be worse this time. And then he says, look, man, the word of the Lord, it was so crazy to me. You know, it was like, uh, look, it, it has people not liking me. It has people in a place where I'm not popular. Look at what happened to me. I got beaten because of the word that I had to. How many of you know that sometimes the calling is not popular? But you know what he ends up saying? write this down Jeremiah 20 verse 1 through 9 but he says you know what oh God but even when I said I'm never going to preach in your name ever again he says but his word was like a fire shut up in my bones come on to the point where I was weary till I could not hold it anymore if you truly are called if you truly are appointed it's in you and don't matter what situationally is going on in your life you are doesn't matter who's for you or who's against you you're going to carry it out with the boldness that the Lord has for you if you believe it give the Lord praise I believe there's somebody that's going to walk in your calling 
on today. So the last point I got for you, because notice this, the Apostle Paul, he says, after three years is when I went. Then I hung out with him for 15 days, with Peter for 15 days. And then he says, look, verse 19, but I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. In what I am writing to you, before God, I do not lie. And then he goes up and he ends up making it clear that he, so notice this, he took time. After he had the revelation of the Lord, he didn't just go immediately and start telling everybody. Oh, I want you to get this. Can I give you my last point? Here it is. Before revealing what you're dreaming, be prayerful about the timing. Let me say it again. Before revealing what you're dreaming, be prayerful about the timing. You know what happened to Joseph? Joseph got a dream and God showed him this stuff about his future. And yes, I know that when the end of it all, what the devil meant for evil and what they meant for evil, that the Lord went and turned it around. But that doesn't mean that what Joseph did was wise. As soon as he got the dream, he went and he spewed it out to his brothers and it ended him up in a ditch. And there are many, oh, I feel this thing. I just want to end it on this note. Because there are many of you that God is showing you stuff. He's revealing stuff to you. He has a call on you. And your mouth is too big, fam. And God is saying that you need to get to the place where you keep that thing to yourself. And be prayerful about the timing. Are you with me? Because sometimes the biggest, hit, the biggest hindrance to the fulfillment of our dream is premature revelation to other people. Oh man, I just want you to know. Some people, watch this, and I'm gonna end on this. There's a phone, uh, you know, every now, there's a phone we had in the house, and, and uh, there was a phone we had in the house, and in the house, man, this phone, you know, it was, it was in the drawer, and this was before we bought uh, my son an iPod, and he wanted an iPod, we got him an iPod for his birthday, but it was like an iPhone 4. Come on, somebody. And the iPhone 4 was in the drawer. Some of y'all don't even know what that is. Right. And I, you know, and we got to the place where he was playing all of these games on uh, on our phones. But then when he went to the iPhone four and he tried to download the game on there, the phone made it clear that you need to upgrade the software. Ah, my, my, my. In order for you to be able to handle this new game on the phone. And then even when he went to the app store, he realized that the app store didn't even have the phone could not even handle the information or that game and the space and all that came with it. Are you with me? Then yeah. there are many of you, you've been given information and casting your pearls before swines and putting stuff out there to people who need an upgrade to handle what you're sharing. Okay, I'm getting ready to just... Uh, I know that the preach is supposed to be done. God bless you. God keep you. God make it. But I wonder if it's anybody in this place that understand that everybody can't compute or handle the stuff that you got to share. And some of you, the reason why there's a hindrance on what it is that God's trying to do in your life is because you're out there talking to Lottie Dottie everybody instead of being in a position where you guard what it is that God has put in your heart. I'm in the text, y'all. He said it was three years, it's three years before I even went up to Peter, before he went up and even announced that he was a preaching apostle. And he went out and he did his thing because he was confident in the calling. Sometimes the biggest form of confidence is you keeping your mouth shut. 
until the Lord would give release you to be able to put stuff out there. Oh, I want somebody to hear this. 